0: We welcome your ears. We welcome your ears. We welcome
1: your ears. If I say to you, meet here at one o'clock, we both agree on what one o'clock is because our watches say one o'clock. Yeah. In terms of how each person experiences that
0: time, who knows? Yeah, I mean, you could in some ways say that time is the space between movements. Like, I'm here, and then I'm going to meet you at one o'clock, but it's the space between here and not moving and then going through that space to meet you that is the experience of time passing you're listening to the sill
1: podcast with peter Noce and harry posner episode 165 the forever moment what you see is what you get
0: come on in have a seat
1: join the conversation Mmm, thanks, Harry. That's good. Ontario, Canada's very own Hockley Valley Coffee. How's the coffee, Harry?
0: Oh, the coffee. Let me just have a sip here. (sighs) It's very good. I'm having it black again because I'm getting used to having it black here during the podcast. It's very good. Is there a name for that particular blend? That's the Brazilian espresso. Brazilian espresso. Beautiful. Very nice. Yeah. Hi folks. Welcome to the podcast. Here is how I would like to start this week's podcast. There's something strange going on in Oz, Dorothy. Oh, and it has to do with our relationship to time. And our psychological feeling in regards to how time is moving or not moving or whatever, because people in the last two years have really been expressing this over and over again, this sense of being floating, displaced, not sure where and when they are anymore, not understanding that there is a future beyond Mm -hmm. COVID. It's very hard to see a future beyond COVID, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So when does COVID end? It seems that it's never ending. Well, not only never-ending, we
1: seem to keep backtracking as well. We go forward and we step back. We go forward and we step back. Conditions are always improving. They're not. Yes, they are. We're going to get away from this. No, we're going back to that. Yeah. So it's this back and forth, back and forth, which is not something that we typically are used to. Mm -hmm. We live in a society or a world that is used to progression of some sort. Yeah. We're not used to constantly backtracking.
0: Well, yeah, and we have this idea That sense of evolutionary movement forward into more complicated but more sophisticated technologies and ways of living in the world, etc. And the world has become more like that, of course, Mm -hmm. over the past 50 years Mm -hmm. as the computer age has come into effect. But on the other hand, where we are now is in a state of limbo. You'd have to say. Which no? I think
1: is further exacerbated by the conditions we live in now because we spend so much more time indoors, or we have been, mm-hmm. generally speaking, yeah. and also in more isolation. Yeah. Our routines have been changed even in terms of perhaps what time we get up in the mornings, what time we go to bed at night. Yeah. So all these things kind of add to the confusion, be it mental or physiological. Obviously, our physiological parts are being affected by our mental ones. sure. And then there are our individual personalities. We don't all experience things the same way. We always use the expression, oh, time went by so fast, or, oh, God, it seems to never end. Mm-hmm. And it always seems to be relative to the level of enjoyment. The more enjoyment you have, the faster time seems to go.
0: Yeah. And that's something that was present before COVID right. and will be present after it, if there is an after. That has always kind of been with us, that distinction between chronological time and psychological time. Right.
1: right. But it's been further complicated, though, by the fact that we're in relationships or with other people, well, let's say specifically in your own situation at home. Yeah. If you and your partner are experiencing this differently, if one gives it more weight than the other, Mm. then the whole perception of time changes for those two individuals. For one person, it's going extremely slow. Yeah. For another person, it may not be going as slow. You're out of sync on so many levels, apart from your personalities and all the other issues that are
0: normally there. Right. You're now also adding to the shift in the biorhythms. Yeah, a good example is the last month and a half or so, I ended up going off to Mexico for two weeks Mm -hmm. to work on a project with a writer down there. And my wife was left at home to take care of our cats and our horses and the household. And it's a busy place to be in when you're on your own, having to take care of these animals and the homesteads. And she works full-time as well from home. For almost two weeks. Yeah. So for those two weeks, my wife was racing around and working our arse off and racing the clock to Mm -hmm. get things done on the list, the home list. Mm -hmm. Whereas I was languishing in this tropical environment, getting up whenever there was no structure, particularly to the days. Mm -hmm. And I felt like time was this endless, elastic, elongated thing that was lasting forever. Those two weeks felt like months to me in a way, psychologically. No distinctions between days of the week either, right? Not really, Mm -hmm. no. For me, it was what day is it I'm down there? this is my third day. Now it's my fourth day. Day of the week didn't matter so much. Mm -hmm. But even counting those days, it didn't feel like three days. It felt like two weeks after three days. But that's in a way natural. By the way, that explains how it was an easy time for Robinson Crusoe. (laughs) (laughs) Until he got eaten by the sharks. But that's this whole other story. Yeah, so our relationship to time is very strange to begin with. Mm -hmm. And now it's even stranger. But let me present to you two scenarios. Sure. Okay? That I've been thinking about. Okay. One is, and I've thought about this a lot, I'm standing in a river okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm not moving really at all, but the river is roaring past me and going downstream. And the river is time. And that's how I'm experiencing it, as this thing that moves from back of me, then past me and going downstream. Mm-hmm. And I'm headed in that way too. But Time is rushing me downstream in a way, and, but I'm standing there being pushed by time. Mm-hmm. The other scenario is that time is standing still, and I'm moving through this kind of atmosphere, which I'll call time. And so that I'm the one that is actually moving forward and aware of my movement. And the awareness of my movement is the awareness of time passing. Mm -hmm. So the first scenario is... I don't know. Is it the TikTok scenario? Well, tell you, I'll tell you the first
1: thing yeah. that came to my mind, and I don't mean to say this just as a joke, but I thought of immediately it's, it's a different version of uh, Michael, roll your boat. Michael, Michael roll
0: your boat ashore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or up the river without a paddle, up, yeah, up Shits yeah. Creek without a paddle. Yeah. Okay. That is an interesting thing
1: because you know the other image I have in my mind when you spoke of the river and you standing still. Yeah, a lot of the Einstein time-space relativity documentaries where, depending on the the velocity of the particular thing that you're looking at, whether it's a train, a a ray of light relative to, and how you make time stand still or accelerate forward or backwards, a concept that's really kind of out there.
0: Well, going up in space, Mm -hmm. you know, you tend to age more slowly than the people on the planet. Right. So that's an understood fact of physics. It's a fact of physics, but it's very
1: difficult for us to wrap our head around that based on the way that we live. Because time is not only something that we adhere to strictly in terms of scheduling things. And we're so used to that system that it's not just the time, it's also the structure that we've created around time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we're not even talking about time. We're actually talking about shifting structures, but we relate to them with a number that everybody knows. So if I say to you, meet here at one o'clock, we both agree on what one o'clock is because our watches say one o'clock. Yeah. How each person
0: experiences that time, who knows? Yeah, I mean, you could in some ways, say that time is the space between movements. Like I'm here and then I'm going to meet you. At one o'clock but it's the space between here and not moving and then going through that space to meet you that is the experience of time passing
1: i've always been fascinated by time-lapse photography or time-lapse sequences mm-hmm. right you remember being in school the very first time you were exposed to that whether it was a growing flower yeah, or it was magical clouds that were moving in the sky yeah yeah because in that few seconds you could transpose an hour or two hours or... It's like you're gathering all that space that you missed. Yeah.
0: But you know, why can't you do that with your own life? So let's go back for a second to the time lapse. It's a really interesting thing. We watch that flower growing from seed to stem to blossom. Mm. And we see the whole life of it. And then we watch it decay as time lapse will show. Why can't we do that with our own life? We tend to take our life and break it down into little segments all the way through rather than seeing the whole flow of it as one thing, Mm -hmm. as one frame Mm -hmm. of the movie. But if you take the movie as a whole and you just experience all of it as one thing, then it's one thing. It is not millions of frames in the film. I think okay. people frame their lives okay. in okay. little segments. What did you do yesterday? Well, from right. 10 to 11, I had breakfast, and then I did some work, and then I shoveled the drive. And from 11 to 12, or 11 to 1, mm-hmm. you know, they break it down into segments. Rather than saying, I experienced uh, joy through the whole day. Or, you know, They don't think about the whole day and what it holds, but little segments. Here's another way of looking at it. If okay. you ask somebody, tell me your life story. Give me your biography. What often happens is the person will take the big moments in their life mm-hmm. and they'll go from moment, you know, when I was three years old and I fell out of the car and went to the hospital for an operation. And then at the age of 13, I had my bar mitzvah and that was incredibly important. And then at the age of, you know what I mean? Yes, they'll take the yes. milestones. But you know what? That person could simply also take all of the wonderful dinners they had. Yes. And that could be their biography. or all the times that they hug their mom and dad. You know what I mean? You can choose whatever you want.
1: Right, and this is where you get into the whole realm of creativity. People who produce books, movies, and so on. It's these types of things that they take and shape to change the whole concept. So sometimes you're watching something... And you're going, wow, that's really unique. That's really something fresh. I've never seen that approach. Yeah. And in part, that's what they're doing as well. They're shifting our perspective Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on whatever it is that they're creating for you to enjoy. Sure. Yeah. And this thing that you're talking about, I think, is also you can describe it almost as a personality type. Mm -hmm. Because some of us are more inclined to fragment things than others. Some people will look at the overall versus the individual item.
0: Yeah. So we're talking in a way about getting perspective on something. Mm -hmm. If you telescope back and out, Mm -hmm. zoom out, Mm -hmm. you can then see the bigger picture. So, for example, with this COVID, this whole time we're living in, you can look at it as a series of events from the first lockdown to the masking in June of 2020 to Mm -hmm. the next wave to the wave after that and break it down into waves and segments. But you could also look at it as one moment. From March 2020 to now, mm-hmm. November 2021. Well,
1: I believe that has a lot to do with the way we as individuals are experiencing this whole COVID situation. COVID has been kind of, uh, from the start, it's become a very numerical situation. Daily numbers, yeah. daily cases, daily deaths were inundated daily yesterday, the week ago, this week, so many, last week, this money, we had more this month than last month. It's a constant reminder and it's tedious. Mm -hmm. And so there are people who will be monitoring every statistic and there are people, all they'll be thinking about is... What a horrible day this has been. Or I haven't seen my brother for three weeks. You know what I'm saying? So these
0: things are manifesting, whether you're aware of it or not. And you can telescope and zoom out even further Uh (laughs) beyond the two years of COVID, for example. There's an expression, there's a German word that I learned a number of years ago. And the word is Geistes Tiefen. And the German is like long words. Geist is like ghost or spirit. And Tiefen is time. So it's the spirit of the times. And that's an expression in English too, right? And do you remember when we did that episode on large and
1: small when we talked about microscopes to telescopes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One is an expansive outward... Yeah. And then the other one, you're getting inside of something, something that you
0: never see. Right, right. Same kind of idea with time. Yeah, um, but, but here's the thing. You know, when you say the spirit of the times, if I said to you, what does that mean? How would you answer you describe the The first thing that comes to my mind when you say
1: spirit of the times is what's the general energy that's being experienced during that period so if you said to me what is the spirit of this time that we're living in i would say that
0: for most people it's a downward energy so okay but hang on this time we live in when did it start when does it end This time. Spirit of the times. What times? When did these times start? Mm -hmm. So it's a very loose, vague kind of understanding of time, in a way, and of periods of living, the way we use it in that context. But it's probably closer to the truth than fragmenting every moment, from my point of view.
1: We take things that are happening naturally in the universe, in nature, and then we always try to put our own spin on it. Yeah. Nature, the universe, the way everything functions, you know, time is not a quantifiable thing. It's really a point of reference that we've created. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: You can't really quantify time. You quantify it numerically and based on the definition that we've given because we wear watches and we've created this 24-hour clock.
0: Yeah, Right. Yeah, all you can do, for example, I mean, before clocks came along, you had sundials and you'd watch the shadow of the sun as the sun moves. before that you didn't even do that you did according to when the sun was up and the sun was down or watch or the moon cycles (laughs) as well right right? and that was in a sense the pre-technological technology for establishing a relationship to time in the movement it was the movement of the heavens
1: and we're also messing with things that are affecting our ability to monitor time so for example extensive use of screens Mm -hmm. blue light that's being emitted from various screens we're having our minds and our physiology changed by things that are counter to the way things were structured naturally let's take prehistoric man there was a reason those cycles existed the sun came up it was time to begin your day your biorhythms your body functioned according to those cycles sun went down you went to sleep yeah yeah. Everything happened naturally.
0: Yeah, it was authentic and real and in the moment. In but the moment. Now, with, moment. Now, with yeah. technology and virtual reality and AI, etc., it's very different. For example, I've been watching lately on YouTube these videos where people have colorized and slowed down and uh, calibrated the speed of movement so that you could see life in 1920 Paris. Those original black and white films now have been altered to look very normalized, colorized, and it brings you right into 1920s Paris. Mm -hmm. So you feel like you're there, you really see these people for the first time because they're in color and they're moving kind of normally and not in the choppy version. And that's a relationship to time. That's taking me to time, to a time frame, which is really interesting and puts me into a certain mood. Sounds like a pseudo H.G. Wells time machine. Mm-hmm. In a way, we are in different time frames. Anyway, mm-hmm. think about the world, Peter. Think about certain parts of India or Africa. Third world countries, where the technology isn't there, mm-hmm. where primitive ways of survival are the order of the day, those folks are living in a different time yep. than we are, in a way. When mm-hmm. You think about it, right? Mm-hmm. So the world is living in different time frames depending upon the culture and the place on the planet we live in. So it's not a simple thing as there's time, and then there's seconds, minutes, hours, days, and that's what time is. It's not like that at all. It's very complex.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because, again, if you go to what we're trying to monitor and quantify versus what is, a really good example of that is what we're in right now and what they're trying to eliminate, because it's not in every part of the world. This whole time change that we go through twice a year, Mm -hmm. we have selectively decided to set an hour forward or set an hour backward for our own reasons, Yeah. yet people complain or experience things and statistics show that 20% or 30% of the population has a difficult time making those adjustments. What's changed other than what we've manipulated? Then we try to control it by putting these yeah. stipulations on it, it's not 7 o'clock, it's 6 o'clock. Well, it may be on your schedule, but my body says "Yeah, and, Yeah,
0: we are sensitive to light, mm-hmm. as many animals are. The fact that we've changed the clocks doesn't change when the light is changing and coming up. Mm-hmm. The animal is still in the old time, so to speak, when we change the clocks back. Yes. So it is totally artificial. We know that. We've actually done a podcast on Standard Time many moons ago. That's right. right? Yeah. Yes, we did. Now, there's another interesting thing. We've talked about this in preparation for this podcast. I remembered a video experiment done a number of years ago where I think there were students and they were brought into a room and they were shown a video of a basketball game mm. happening. Was, I think it was a five minute video of a basketball mm-hmm. game. And the students were told, watch this video. And I want you to count how many baskets were scored, something like that. How many Mm -hmm. baskets or how many passes were made or some detail of that. Uh, Keep track of that and watch the video. And then we'll ask you these questions afterward. So they watch the video and then video ends and the professor says, "Okay, so how many baskets? 10, 12, whatever. Uh Uh-huh. And did you notice anything else unusual about the film? No, no, it's just a basketball game. Well, let's watch it again. And watch for the gorilla. <laughs> and they play the video. And sure enough, in the middle of this game, a gorilla or a, a guy in a gorilla suit going runs in. through the players completely visible and out the other end of the frame. No one saw the gorilla. Incredible, isn't it? Right. Mm. To me, that relates to time in a strange sort of way. Yeah. It's like we are the gorilla in the middle of this flurry of players playing. Right. We don't of know where we are in it we're kind of floating through this yep. world of movement etc yep. but we're also the audience watching ourselves in this scenario and not really seeing ourselves in which, time
1: which takes me to what a lot of the philosophical buddhist and your eckhart tolls of the world uh, people
0: who refer to or constantly talk about being in the present moment right right because if you are there is only the present moment and it encompasses everything that was and everything that will be exactly
1: way, right and all the energy that's expended it actually creates anxiety yeah like sure. for example if you're constantly
0: thinking about what's to come it's almost impossible to enjoy what is well here's the other way of thinking about that in general there is no present moment It isn't completely saturated with the past. I bring all of my habits, all of my ways of thinking, all of my ways of experiencing the world into each moment as it unfolds, basically turning the future into the past immediately. There is no future in that scenario. It's all past stuff Mm -hmm. being projected onto the moment as it unfolds more and more. So in that respect, there is no past, present, future. There's only the past.
1: Mm -hmm. As you talk about that, I'm thinking about my own experience and the only, two groups of people I can say that it happens to me almost exclusively and almost all the time are children and the elderly. Hmm. I seem to have a much easier time being present with those two particular groups than I do with my own peers or my own day-to-day existence. When I'm with children or the elderly, I seem to be in the moment much more.
0: I think it's because both of those cohorts, children and elderly, are detached from time. Yes. They, they're not invested in what's going to happen 30 years from now, because for the baby, they don't really know. Right. And for the old person, they know they're going to be gone. So mm-hmm. it's not critical to them. And they right. can be no. in the moment. And exactly. Just, but they don't really care so much because, mm-hmm. in a way, they've lived their lives. And the rest, it's just uh, gravy now, the rest mm-hmm. of their life. So they don't need to rush or worry. I'm much more
1: appreciative of Mm -hmm. the present than I was before. This whole COVID time has really accentuated that for me. Not that I didn't appreciate it before, but I'm more conscious of it.
0: Yeah. Well, that's your sort of spiritual being shining forth in a way. Because you could get swallowed by your physicality. And in some respects, as we get older, Mm -hmm. we do. Right now, I've got my two knees bother me. Whenever I kneel down, Mm -hmm. my right shoulder has tendonitis in it that bothers me constantly. I'm always stiff and sore if I exert myself because this body of mine is just starting to wear out well, I'm only 70 and I can already feel it's wearing out. I can get swallowed in that yeah. and begin to go, oh my God, time is ticking and my body is a time bomb that's ticking and ticking. And how much time do I have left? And you, one can uh, obsess over that. Oh, easily. Right? Or yeah. one can say, that's not who I am or not all of who I am. My spirit is strong. My consciousness is strong. I can do many things. Mm-hmm. My consciousness is way more robust than my body. It isn't as dependent upon time.
1: Right. Well, I know that's the case for me because I've always been a very physical type of person. Yeah. And I seem to have uh, moved into another area now. I'm fortunate in that my health is still good and physically I still feel quite good. I can't say I'm experiencing, at least not today anyway or recently, the kind of discomforts that uh, you're experiencing. Yeah. I'm beginning to be more aware of Conservation of energy or using energy differently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But for me, a lot of it's mental. You're in a different space, I find, anyway. To me, all this adversity, especially that's occurring right now, it's making me go more to the mental side because I've come to the realization that the physical things are very, very limited. And I guess that also points to what we're talking about time. If you look at it in purely Numerical ways and quantifiable ways. Yeah, time also becomes a preoccupation, like you said. You're so preoccupied, like the person who constantly wears a watch, who never leaves home without a watch, yeah, or is looking at their wrist 60 times a day. And I learned this with a gentleman I befriended, and. Uh, He passed away just before his 93rd birthday. Terrific guy. I didn't know him for very long, but I really grew to respect and like him. I remember one day we were walking in the path in the middle of a forested area. And I said to him, so what time is it? Jokingly, and he said, the time is now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. I love it. Yeah. So anyway. (laughs) 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 It's true. The time is now. And for people who are suffering and who have suffered through this period of, quote, time, Mm -hmm. because it's felt so long and endless in a way, time is now. It's only now. And if we can look at time differently, if we can see that this whole period of almost two years is like a wink of an eye from the point of view of eternity... Well, remember what
1: I described earlier. Now, this may be the case for you or not, or other people. I can only speak for myself. So if we have always had the understanding in our life experience that generally speaking, we tend to see time as going very quickly when we're having fun. Right. And time is going very slow when we're doing something we don't like. Time or, flies time, when we're having yeah, fun. Yeah, That's exactly. Says, so if you just apply that particular thought to what we're in right now, yeah. it's understandable that people who see this more as an extremely heavy weight who spend their time constantly worried about every single thing that occurs yep. in time. Of course it's going to become more torturesome because you're actually slowing things down because you're not seeing any light. yeah. Whereas if you take a moment, even if you're in effect not changing the situation, You're changing your perspective of the situation by taking time, (laughs) using that phrase, to go to the light side, to find some ways of taking a break, whether it's turning off the news, whether it's going for a walk. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter what your idea of time is, alter the perspective on whatever the experience is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. seeing it from different angles, instead of being stuck in the one narrative, whichever side you're on, the pro or con side in this case, to stretch a bit, see some of the other sides, see the perspective from above, see both sides from above Mm -hmm. and see what's controlling both of the narratives, i.e. big tech and Facebook and YouTube, who are in some ways programming both sides to think and speak in certain ways Mm -hmm. and to see how we're all manipulating in one way or the other Mm -hmm. being isolated and being taken away from community and life in many ways it's a much more painful and intense experience if you're engaging as you say in all of the negative stuff so trying to find a a positive way trying to find ways of being in nature where time is now Mm -hmm. the only time is now may be the best way of relating to time finding that place
1: Before, you talked a little bit about aging and the physical things that are happening and so on. Yeah. How would you describe the last, say, two to five years of your life in terms of have you changed your position? Have you changed your tact? Have you changed your priorities based on the fact that you think that your time is more limited as you get older?
0: Well, in some ways, it's affected my writing. Okay. Where when you're younger, you have the time, you know, you have decades to work on your craft and write the most important parts of your life into your books, etc., mm-hmm. etc. As you get older, you feel, well, there's less time for that. I better get down to it. I can't waste words. I can't fart around here. Mm-hmm. I need to get to the essential. So my poetry has become much more intense and contained in a way, not just flowing elaborate self-indulgence. I'm really trying to focus on certain moments and certain aspects of reality and human experience and get at it sharply and tightly. So that's changed for me for the better.
1: Yeah, I think so too. So what about the non-artistic side, the day-to-day social side with friends, family members, uh, co-workers, associates, and so on? Are you more... Picky is not the right word. Are you choosing your people and your places more than you would have 20 years ago? Oh, yeah,
0: sure, sure. Yeah, certain friends have fallen away because you realize the connection just wasn't very strong or deep. Mm-hmm. And there's no point in just sort of keeping that connection just because. So I gravitate towards people that have something to say about life, that are really connected and engaged. And where there's wisdom there that I can kind of tap into and mm-hmm. understand, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it has changed. Of course it has changed. You're, you're more aware of the
1: things that affect you positively And you stay more away from the things that you
0: immediately recognize as negative. And that's what you're saying about yourself. Now you're talking about yourself, right? Yeah. Because my experience has been flavored and colored over the last two years. And there have been changes I've noticed in me during this frame, Mm -hmm. (laughs) this two-year, one-moment frame Mm -hmm. that has altered the way I see the world in many ways, right? Do you think you're more optimistic or less? Probably a bit less frankly. But that's because we're in this extended moment of negativity and confusion and uncertainty and insanity. It's very hard not to look at that and go, oh, man, this world of ours is really screwed up right now. And it is, I think, in my view. It's it's hard not to think that thought. Um, Has
1: your patience diminished?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's a function of time, too. Relationship to time. That's why I asked the question. (laughs) You know, in general, I'm I'm kind of impatient as it is as a person. If something should be happening now, why the hell isn't it happening now? Kind of thing. Like, what's going on here? Who is screwing up? (laughs) Get with it. But that's my own uptight relationship to time. In another culture, As you've pointed out before, people experience time very differently and their expectations are different. If you go to India, you wouldn't expect the same kind of precision in time Mm -hmm. as you would in uh, Germany. Say.
1: well because a lot of our precision in time is affected by our economic perspective as well we live in a culture that is oriented to time is money kind of thinking yeah people i find have a difficult time as an example you've been used to a certain life for 20 30 40 years and suddenly you're sitting and you're actually perhaps doing nothing or reading a book and actually enjoying it. <laughs> and you're thinking to yourself i, I should be doing something
0: -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should end this podcast with a little bit of an excerpt from William Shatner's great spoken word album, which I think you know. It's called Has Been. And maybe we can share a little bit. There's a cut on this album where he kind of puts on a a preacherly voice and he's talking and he tells his congregation, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you're going to die.
1: Live life. (laughs) You're ready. Live life like you're gonna die because you're gonna I hate to be the bearer of bad news but you're gonna die maybe not today or even next year but before you know it you'll be saying is this all there was what was all the fuss
0: why did I bother
1: On that note, Harry, it's time to close the podcast. Yes,
0: this endless now is carrying on, folks. And have a great now forever. Yes. And remember, too, we really
1: would like your feedback on this and all the other podcasts that we've done. This was... Our 165th, technically 166, because the first one is not registered as a podcast. Yeah. And we would really appreciate hearing back from you. What
0: you like, what you don't like, what you'd like more of. You can leave an audio comment. Mm-hmm. You can buy us a cup of coffee. There's a little button there. That's about donating to the cast so that we can carry on as we are. So buy us a cup of coffee and we'd appreciate it. We love coffee. Ciao, Peter. Ciao.
1: The Sill Podcast is a Connecting dance Media production available at thesillpodcast.com.
0: Thank you for your donation to The Sill Podcast.